Today's episode is brought to you by DB Journey. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed, developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you're able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. It's super important to have the right luggage when you're traveling. Uh, cheapy luggage ain't going to cut it. So today, we're teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10 or going to the link in the show notes. DB, it's time to move on, time to get going. That's DB Journey. Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 187 on an undercover cop. Drink it till your podcast. The only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your weekend going? How the hell was your week? That's good. That's good to hear. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad you're doing okay. I'm glad you're still hanging around, man. Uh, I'm drinking my Reinfeld whiskey over ice. I didn't want to mix it. I just want the whiskey... Uh, with a little bit of, you know, the, the ice helps it go down, you know, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, cup full of ice helps the other medicine go down. So if you got them, drink them, bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. And I got to say, Reinfeld Whiskey, you are not to blame for my severe heartburn that I'm having tonight. This is over a weekend. It all started on Friday. Oh, boy. It all went downhill on Friday, man. I tell you, I was just making fun of myself. Like, what a piece of shit I feel like, you know, ordering donuts for the family. You know, just for for anybody, really. You order donuts for an office, you, you know. You always have to pretend like all the donuts aren't for you. You know, I just hate that feeling. Like, I just want to be alone in the donut shop with the person. The only people hearing my order should be the person taking the order and myself because I'm saying it. You know, it should be a one person at a time thing because it's so embarrassing to order these donuts. So we wake up super early Friday morning. We're out the door in the car at 6.45 a.m., which is unbelievable. To do that with kids is even one day out of the week is super fucking impressive. So I was really proud of us. So we get in the car. I'm like, you know what? I'm in a good mood. Dad's in a good mood. Let's go get some donuts. Yay! Donuts! Uh, so I go in, you know, and where they really get you, by the way, is not the donuts themselves. It's the drinks. I feel like that's the case anywhere you go eat. Fast food. You know, a restaurant, that's where they really get you. Unless you get like five or six refills, those drinks are really where they get you. A little glass of coffee, like a Frappuccino is like three bucks. And it's the small one, you know, a little apple juice is like pushing three bucks. Orange juice, depending on what kind, almost four bucks. It's just ridiculous. So anyways, I go in, I order, I spend about $15, $20, somewhere in there. Uh, I bring it out and we start munching on the donuts, drinking our drinks. And I notice this lady didn't throw any free donut holes in. I'm like, lady, if I'm spending 15 to $20 in your shop, you better pretend like I'm the only person you would ever do this for. And here's some free donut holes. And I will play along with you 
And I will say, oh my God, this never happens to me. I never get anything for free. Free donut holes? Are you serious? I'm coming back to this donut shop every time I want donuts. You know, but that didn't happen. I get out to the car. We're all eating no donut holes. I'm like, what kind of place? Maybe it slipped her mind. But I'll never be back. <laughs> That's how I roll. That's the kind of prick I am. One time, You burn me one time, I'm out. I'm out of it. I'm done. I'm never coming back. I will say for the donut shop, it, it is a little bit out of the way. So, you know, that's the majority of the reason I won't be back. But if I'm ever in the area, I won't be back <laughs> because you didn't give me free donut holes. Um, so that's my hard stance on that situation. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, dude, I got an email. I forgot to talk about this. I got an email like two weeks ago when I was basically like, you know, Talking Olympics, even though I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Uh, I got an email, and, and I love the simplicity. Thank you for writing in. Drink it till you podcast at gmail.com. If you didn't know where you're supposed to write to, uh, email to. <clears throat> but I love the simplicity of this email. You know, I was talking about the Olympics and who the hell is ROC. I'm thinking of all these C names. I'm like, Croatia. No, that's not right. Uh, China. No, that's not right. You know, I'm just racking Cuba. That doesn't make sense. I'm just racking my brain of who ROC can be. And I get this email that just simply says, uh, Russian Olympic committee is what ROC stands for. There's no body to it. It's, uh, there's no paragraph. It's just, it's just in the subject line. They just wrote out the whole, everything I needed to know. So in case you were sitting on the edge of your seat trying to figure out what ROC stood for, and you, and your buddy Chris couldn't figure out who it was, uh, just know it's the Russian Olympic Committee. And the reason they had to change, they couldn't just go under Russia, uh, was because they got banned, uh, when was it, 2019? There, there was just this whole scandal for them, you know, there's this whole program for their athletes to just, you know, collect more gold medals. And, uh, you know, that they were basically just juicing. They were doping. So, you know, they got in a lot of trouble over that. They basically got banned or whatever. And, and, and what did they do? They found a loophole. They found the loophole, and the loophole apparently is naming it ROC, you know, instead of whatever Russia is known as these days. I don't know. Isn't that nice? Don't you just love loopholes? Yeah, you don't have to pay your taxes. Yeah, you're fine. You're good. No, you don't worry about it. Everybody else will cover your portion of the bill. You know? Oh boy, I'm in a mood tonight. Can you tell I'm happy with the IRS right now? Fucking thieves. A bunch of fucking goddamn thieves, I tell you. I'm making my monthly payment. I'm not like hot water or anything with the IRS, but I, I don't like that I have to fucking pay them. I work all year and I still owe you? Get the fuck out of here. Um, so anyways, uh, that's <laughs> just, you know, that's personal business. I, I don't want to go off on that tangent, but you know, uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. I, I couldn't figure out for the longest time who ROC was. And I think they ended up in like fourth place overall with gold medals, which is still really fucking good. Um, you know, but they know who the best is. Who's number one, Russia. Who's number one? You know, it's America, boy. After you took tail and ran in that Cold War, you know, you, you know who the boss is. You, you disassembled, 
you know, your your fucking committee over there, and you disbanded. Now you know who the fucking boss is. It's America, baby. Red, white, and blue. Uh, I don't know why I'm. T- <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking shit to Russia. What are you trying to start a fucking war, Chris? Jesus Christ! What are you doing? Uh, anyways, let's take another drink, people. Mm. Moving on. This is from foxnews.com. Julie Bowen breaks silence after rescuing a woman on a hike, uh, I guess, who injured herself. If you don't know who Julie Bowen is, uh, she's from Modern Family most recently. She's She plays the mom in the show. Uh, she was also in one of my all-time favorite movies, one of the most epic films ever created by humans, uh, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> uh, she was like the love interest in the movie. Dude, I'll never forget the scene where like, she, she's like in these, uh, what do you call those fucking things? They're not leggings. Ah, uh, like a, um, is it a bustier? I don't fucking, it basically, it's like, you know, stockings that come up the legs. They clip to the stock. There's little clips that clip to the stockings that clip to the little, you know, I guess underwear part of the lingerie outfit. Anyways, best scene in that movie. Uh, when Shooter McGavin, you know, Happy Gilmore's having a tough time and Shooter's in his head and everything and he's imagining all this stuff and Shooter McGavin's making out with Julie Bowen uh, in the movie. I can't for, I can't remember her character's name. He's making out with Ju- Julie Bowen and she's wearing that, you know, lingerie or whatever and he's like rubbing all over her ass. I remember as a kid, I was just like, that is the hottest woman I've ever seen. And not a lot's changed, to be honest with you. Julie Bowen is just gorgeous to me. Like, I don't like this picture she has right here on, on this page I'm looking at. She looks like uh, uh, fucking Stephen Colbert with those glasses on, unfortunately. <laughs> Anyways, foxnews.com. Uh, earlier this month, it was revealed that the modern family actress rescued a woman named Minnie John while she was... Minnie John, that's an unfortunate name. Uh, while she was visiting... Arches National Park with her family. John started to feel ill on the trek and stayed back on the trail with her family uh, while her family went on. Excuse me. Unfortunately, she ended up fainting and hitting her head on a rock. Luckily, Bowen and her physician's sister were nearby and able to help. Bowen remained silent on the matter until Tuesday uh, when she became the celebrity guest host on Jimmy Kimmel Live. I can't believe that show's still going. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. So basically the it was gross was just speaking to the woman. Uh, what was her name? Little John? <laughs> Mini John. Sorry. That's the other uh, porn name. Little John and Mini John. Uh, but the the it was gross was referring to the wound, I guess, she had on her head. Look at that, man. How amazing is that? I will say three cheers uh, to Julie Bowen. For fucking helping somebody out. Don't you just love that? When say, you know, we, we put these celebrities on these pedestals and stuff. And, uh, you know, they just seem untouchable. They just seem like someone you could never talk to. Someone that's, you know, not, not saying anything bad, but probably not down to earth. They just live a different life than us. 
you know, you call you call your personal chef's cell phone and you're like, I want this for dinner or, you know, you don't, it might not even have to say it. Like that's just a different level of convenience. Like the average human is not used to, you know, I can call my fiance all day and be like, I want filet mignon tonight. She's going to be like, go fuck yourself, make it yourself. <laughs> I'm busy, you know, or she might make it for me, but I, you know what I'm saying? That's just the whole level. So it's nice Whenever a celebrity just shows like a human side to them, you know, it's it's just a beautiful thing. I love it. Uh, so let, let's take three drinks for Julie Bowen. Cheers. Times three. All right, time for the drink recommendations. Dude. <laughs> Oh my god, this truck is getting so close trying to parallel park to this car. Did they just hit the car? He ain't going to make it in there. Dude, they are so close. Like, the the tailgate to this truck is hovering over this tiny little car they're trying to get in between. Uh, how many times? <laughs> Let's count how many times it's going to take them to get in there. All right, mind your own business, Chris. Anyways... Uh, this is from onesweetmess.com. This is the Cranberry Orange Gin Fizz with thyme. I almost said thyme again. Oh, my God. It's thyme. Here's what you're going to need. One ounce of gin and a half ounce of Cointreau. Two sprigs of fresh thyme, not thyme. Two ounces cranberry juice. One tablespoon freshly squeezed orange juice. Cranberry Sprite and ice. Uh, here's how the hell you make it. Add gin, triple sec, and thyme to cocktail shaker. Muddle the thyme and release the essential oils. Add cranberry juice, orange juice, and a handful of ice to the cocktail shaker. Give the mixture a few good shakes. Pour over ice and top with cranberry Sprite. I'm assuming that's a 50-50 mix of cranberry juice and Sprite. That's from onesweetmess.com. Uh, let's look at this next one, the, the Holiday Mule. This is from Brit.co. Oh my God, guys, I can't do it. I can't do it with all uh, oh, with all this heartburn. I, I'm struggling. All right, it's not going to let me pull it up. I have to consent to your stupid advertisement. Surely not. No, I don't want it in English. I don't want it in Spanish. Reject all. Yes, reject. All right, here we go. This is from Brit.co. Prep time, five minutes. Total time, five minutes. Uh, it's going to make one cocktail. Here's what the hell you're going to need. Uh, by the way, this is the holiday mule, if I didn't say that already. You're going to need half an ounce simple syrup, half an ounce unsweetened cranberry juice. Unsweetened? Gross. One and a half ounces gin or vodka, two ounces chilled ginger beer, one rosemary sprig, orange slice for garnish, sugared cranberries for garnish. Here's how the hell you make it. Combine simple syrup, cranberry juice, and gin. Pour over ice and top with ginger beer. Serve garnish with rosemary, orange wedge, and sugared cranberries if desired. That is from Brit Co. Um, the second cranberry cocktail for the night. Let's see. Margarita drink with cranberry juice. Skinny cranberry vanilla cocktail. Uh, that one looks prettier, so let's go with that one. This is from Brit Co. 
again, Brit.co. Uh, what are you trying to get me to pay for here? I don't want this. No. Anyways, uh, that didn't work out for me. So this is tastefoodblog.com. This is the cranberry tequila toddy. Mix about six cups. Here's what you're going to need. A fourth cup dried cranberries, a fourth cup Cointreau, four cups apple cider, one cup cranberry juice cocktail, fourth cup freshly squeezed orange juice, half cup gold tequila, lime wedges, dried cranberries, orange slices, six cinnamon sticks. Here's how the hell you make it. Combine the cranberries and Cointreau in a small bowl. Let's stand at room temperature for at least 30 minutes. Heat the cider, cranberry juice, and orange juice in a saucepan until very hot without letting it come to a boil. Remove from the heat and stir in tequila, cranberries, and Cointreau. Serve warm with squeeze of lime. Garnish with the orange slices and a cinnamon stick for stirring. That is tastefoodblog.com. As always, people, I'm going to say it every podcast I have. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber, get a Lyft, be safe out there, you guys. Um, there is that resource, I can't remember, uh, at least in Texas. Oh, God, I can't remember off the top of my head. There is a resource where they'll give you a fucking ride. All you have to do is call. They don't ask for any money. They don't ask for anything like that. It's a legit company. And if you're too fucking hammered to get to the next place, they will give you a ride. Now, I don't know. If you're at one bar and you call this this number... And you say, hey, I need a ride. And then they get there and you're like, can you take me to the next bar across town? Will they actually do that? I know an Uber or Lyft will because it's all, you know, it's all green then. And they don't care. They don't care what you do. You're paying them. I'll take you wherever you want to go, buddy. You know, I wonder what the forest like ride sharing you know, like how far they've ever gone. Like if you started off in Dallas, you ended up in, I don't know, Kansas or some shit. You know what I mean? Like what's the farthest? If I have any Uber or Lyft drivers out there, that's actually something really interesting I want to know. What's the furthest you've gone uh, for a fare? Uh, write me a drink until you podcast at gmail.com. But like I said, don't drink a drive, get an Uber, get a Lyft. Let's take another drink. Bottoms up. All right, uh, <clears throat> talk a little band stuff in case you're into my band cashing in. Uh, I will have you know, your boy Chris, uh, I finally got my inspiration back, man. It feels like it's it's been a long drought. I don't know if I have any artists that listen to this podcast, but uh, from time to time, you know, it seems like it, it'll last forever. I just couldn't write any new music. I couldn't think of anything creative, you know, nothing was inspiring me, like even listening to new music. Usually that's how I break out of it. You know, I have a couple of friends, I'll, uh, you know, I'll let them know, hey, send me some tracks, send me some stuff I've never heard before, you know, maybe it'll break me out of this little funk I'm in, and I'm finally out of it, dude. I wrote four new riffs today. I wrote one the other day that I actually got a little rough draft recorded on. Uh, things are going well, man. We're going to try to release, <clears throat> I think, three or four songs next time we put stuff out. So I got to go in Saturday. You know, I got to be on top of my game uh, this coming Saturday. I got to go in, be on top of my shit, uh, record four tracks, which, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have a few fuck-ups here and there. But uh, for the most part, at least versus the first recordings we did, like, I, I felt very uncomfortable the first ones we did you know it's like i don't know if 
any of these parts are solidified. I don't know if I, I need to change anything. You know, this time around, luckily, I'm, I'm just swallowing so much because it's a goddamn heartburn. Uh, luckily, this time around, I, I have all my parts. I've been playing it enough uh, to have all my parts down, uh, doing things I'm happy with. So I'm not just, you know, flailing around back there trying to do something creative. I'm actually pretty confident sitting in the pocket back there. Uh, just kind of doing my thing. But like I said, man, the inspiration has come. Don't give up. If you are an artist out there and you're struggling right now, don't give up. Uh, I Honestly, I have a book to recommend if you haven't heard of it. It's by Stephen Pressfield. It's called The War of Art. Not The Art of War. It's The War of Art. Uh, dude, th this book honestly changed my life uh, for the better. <clears throat> and all it deals with... You know, I'm not going to spoil it or anything. You, you definitely need to read the book. Uh, the thing it deals with the most is resistance. And, and I have that that problem a lot. You know, resistance is anything that stops you from doing your work. You know, even at your job, your full-time job, not even like your hobby or anything or something you're trying to make uh, become successful. You know, uh, it, it talks a lot about distraction and, and resistance and stuff like that and how to overcome it. Uh, one of my favorite books, man, like uh, my, my buddy James, the guitar player, actually, for Cashing In, introduced me to this book. And it, it's just a game changer. You know, just uh, it's it's simple philosophies. It's nothing groundbreaking. It's just you got to be told sometimes, you know, to put your head down and fucking tough through it. You know, that's a lot of what they deal with. You know, everything is resistance, you know, from picking your fucking nose to... You know, I already ate 30 minutes ago, but you know what? I'm going to go eat again. You, you don't need to. You need to keep working on your craft. You need to keep doing the thing you're doing. So I'm feeling really good right now. All, all that shit pops up in my head whenever I'm going through these like writer's blocks or whatever. And, and I just, it it's irritating to no end. You know, I just want to get past it and, and be in a good place where I'm writing shit that I love. And uh, I'm, fi I'm finally fucking there, man. I'm finally there. I'm excited for the future, the new stuff we have uh, in the works right now that you guys are probably a good year out from hearing. Uh, but I'm also excited about the older stuff, too. I'm excited to put out an album, man. We need probably, I don't know, four or five more songs to really show what we're capable of, show we're, you know, the variety we can put on an album. Uh, so I'm super excited about that, man. And, and I wanted to read this real quick. This has a little bit to do with music. This is from the PRP.com. This is about my buddy, uh, Riley, vocalist of Power Trip, the late, great Riley Gale. Uh, this is such a beautiful thing his family's doing. And I'll just read you a couple of paragraphs here, uh, just to kind of sum up, uh, <clears throat> what this whole foundation is about that the Gale family is starting. So it says, uh, this is the PRP.com, by the way. Riley Gale was a force of nature within the heavy music community. Anyone who met Riley knows that he loved his fans and considered them extended members of his family. He was always quick with a smile and words of encouragement and comfort. Riley was also a champion for those who were misunderstood, marginalized, and mistreated. 
He wanted everyone to be treated with kindness, love, and respect, regardless of their background or social status. His song lyrics and the actions he took off stage demonstrated Riley's desire to make the world a better place. When Riley passed on August, August 25th, 2020, it was a devastating blow to all who knew him and loved him. His friends and family continued to grieve, but they also promised to continue Riley's legacy of doing good for others. In that spirit, Riley's friends... Fans and the entire Gale family are happy to announce the official launch launch of the Riley Gale Foundation. Uh, he used to actually give to the Dallas Hope Charities, you know, when he was live, do a lot for them. So now he has his own foundation. It's the Riley Gale Foundation. Uh, if you have time, go look it up. I'm sure you can. It's a quick Google. You can find it. Uh, it's it's a good thing, man. And I really believe in this cause. I really believe. Uh, just Riley was one of the greatest people I ever met. You just meet those people and you you know they're special. You just know they're special. You can just tell by talking to them for five minutes. They're like a magnet. It's They're like a fucking beam of light on the earth. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, it's just something different about them. So I thought that was kind of cool. You know, we're, we're talking music here. Um, what is this text message? Is this from my lawyer? Get out of here. At 12.31 on a Monday? Uh, anyways, so yeah, go check out that foundation. It's a good cause. Uh, let's take another drink here. All right. Uh, sticking with the music theme here at the end of the podcast. So excited about this. There's only one show I'm going to be able to make probably uh, more than likely. One of my favorite bands ever of all time, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, they're playing a tour. They're doing a tour with Run the Jewels. Uh, super excited about this, man. This this just feels like once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see a band that I've listened to for so, so long, man. I, I actually don't know why. Like, back when I was younger, I never sought them out to see them. Like, while, while they're still a band, you know? Uh, Rage Against the Machine... Here's the tour dates. This is the one I'm looking most forward to. It's at the top of the list. March 31st. Uh, it's going to be El Paso, Texas. Uh, then they're going to Las Cruces, New Mexico, Glendale, Arizona. Glendale, Arizona again. Is it the same place? So they're playing two nights in Arizona at the same place. And then they're playing Oakland two nights in a row. Uh, Tacoma, Washington. Portland, Oregon. Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg, Sioux Falls, Minneapolis, Minneapolis, two nights in a row, Kansas City, St. Louis, Detroit, Detroit, uh, Wisconsin, Chicago, Chicago, Ottawa. Dude, if you don't see one of the shows and this is one of your favorite bands, uh, you got you just got to see it. I think it's the uh, all original lineup. Uh, dude, I fucking love their bass player. Uh, is it Tim? Is it Wilford? Winford? I don't remember his name exactly. Dude, one of the best fucking bassists uh, of all time. As far as like, you know, he's not going to blow you away. He's not going to do anything flashy. But dude, as far as the funk and the groove and playing in the pocket, dude, that guy has it. New York, New York, New York. Uh, dude, how many nights in Madison Square Garden are they going to play? One, two, three, four, five nights in Madison Square Garden. That actually sounds better uh, 
than the El Paso date, to be honest with you. Dude, you got four chances. Dude, how badass would that be? This is like bucket list shit. That's why I'm so excited. That's why I'm geeking out right now over this. Uh, August 8th, 9th, 11th, 12th, and 14th. Dude, how badass would it be to board a plane, never been to New York before, fly to New York, Madison Square Garden of all places, uh, and watch <laughs> one of the best bands of all time uh, Rage Against the Machine. How fucking am- oh, excuse me, amazing would that be? Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. You know what? I would take El Paso though. If if I had the you know bare minimum, bottom of the barrel, I would take El Paso just to see them live. Uh, super excited about this. There's just tons of dates to to choose from. This is tour.ratm.com, by the way. What what I'm getting this from? So you can look up the same. Uh, I gotta go see one of those shows. It would be so badass to fly to New York. And, and not only that, it'd be my first time in New York, and it'd be my first time in Madison Square Garden. You know, like the, the epic event. Dude, how many events, boxing, music, fucking, you know, all kinds of shit. Uh, hockey, obviously. Uh, just all kinds of shit, dude. Uh, do the Knicks still play there? I'm pretty sure they do, right? Uh, but anyways, if you don't have your tickets yet, get out. Get on the website. Get on your computer. You don't even have to get out. You can stay inside. I don't know why I said get out. Uh, order your tickets, man. I, I'm going to try to find a date I can go to that coincides with you know my busy-ass fucking schedule. Uh, try to make it to one of these shows. But anyways, thank you for listening to episode number 187 on an undercover cop. Yeah, and you don't stop. Um, it just rhymes people. I'm not talking about murdering cops in, in real life. So calm down. Uh, so we're going to finish these off. Drink until your podcast is the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. That means bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. Oh my God. Almost gone. Woo! Man. All right, that's it, guys. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. Get a new, but get a lift. I'll talk to you next fucking week. Bye.